Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, January 23rd, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending January 20th, 2023. In general economic news, U.S. retail sales posted the largest decline in the last 12 months and business equipment production slumped heightening concerns that the economy is losing momentum as the Federal Reserve continues to tighten monetary policy. The, the value of overall retail purchases broadly in, decreased 1.1% in December after a downwardly revised 1% drop in November, according to data from the Commerce Department. Separate figures show a 1.3% decline in factory output in December wrapping up the weakest quarter for manufacturing since the onset of the pandemic. In auto finance, vehicle sales remain mixed across the country at the end of 2022 as holiday traffic bolstered sales in some regions, but higher interest rates dampened consumer, consumer demand excuse me, for houses and autos. The Federal Reserve System on when, last Wednesday released the January edition of its beige, beige book based on data collected as of January 9th. The Beige Book reports on 12 U.S. districts categorized by cities and represented by the Federal Reserve Banks. Auto sales volume increased in regions served by the Atlanta Fed, San Francisco Fed, and Minneapolis Fed. The uptick was driven in part by higher traffic around Thanksgiving and in December. Sales of new vehicles were, quote, modestly higher, reported by the New York Fed, largely due to an improve, improvement in supply, although used vehicle sales softened. Vehicle inventory overall is slowly rebuilding as consumer demand cools, according to the Fed. Meanwhile, new vehicle average transaction prices finished 2022 at a record high following three months of increases, while incentives ticked up but remained historically low. The ATP for new vehicles increased 1.9% month over month to just over $49,500, a 4.9% increase year over year, according to Kelly Blue Book. The number of weeks required to buy a new car increased to 44 weeks in December compared with 43.3 weeks in November. Also last week in auto finance, United Auto Credit was insulated from Vroom's layoffs that, layoffs that saw cuts representing 20% of their staff and Consumer Portfolio Services is gearing up to launch the latest iteration of its automated origination scorecard. CPS in the first quarter is launching its Generation 8 origination scorecard model which is, quote, the brains of the letter, lender's credit decisioning. The model works with 25-plus algorithms, that's a hard word, to decide who to approve, who to decline, what rate to give them, what structures of the deal that consumers are going to get, and it's all done in less than two seconds. President, Chief Operating Officer, and Chief Legal Officer Mike Lavin said. Last week's biggest stories, however, were more earnings. Amanda, what's going on there? Uh, so earnings results, again, were kind of mixed uh, across the board this past week. So Truist actually grew its auto book on a year-over-year -year basis in the fourth quarter. Um, auto outstandings clocked in at $28 billion, which is down 1% sequentially, but up 5.7% year-over-year. The bank does expect auto production to slow in 2023, and that is kind of in line with the other earnings that we saw uh, this week. So fifth third. Um, their auto book fell 1.4% year over year to 16.6 billion, and the bank projects auto originations will likely sum about 16% this year compared with last year to about 6 billion. So that's kind of where things will land uh, looking ahead. 
And then PNC Financial's auto book also shrank in Q4. Outstandings were down 10.8% year over year to 14.8 billion. So continuing the trend of banks just not really seeing a ton of growth in their auto books. And, you know, just with the little exceptions here and there of growth, um, depending on what they have going on. But credit performance, also a similar story. Pretty much everyone is starting to see, you know, credit performance deteriorating or normalizing across the board. Net charges and delinquencies are starting to go up. That was to be expected. So no real big surprises there, but we are monitoring it. Um, everyone pretty much said they're preparing for what they're terming a mild recession. So we did see, you know, see some small upticks in allowance for credit losses. Fifth thirds allowance accounted for about 1.13% of their outstandings. And PNC's cover ratio went up to 1.52% of outstandings compared with 1.42 in Q3 and 2.24 a year ago. So we're starting to see that kind of, you know, come up a little bit just as they are preparing for potential uptick in delinquencies, net charge-offs, and, you know, recessionary conditions down the road. Um, that's really the story there was happening with earnings right now. Great. Couldn't have said it better myself. And we have Huntington earnings going up uh, this evening. Uh, so that should be ready for everyone. And Capital One and U.S. Bank and Tesla are set to report this week. So we'll be on the lookout for that. That about does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.